Welcome to Future of Journalism, a podcast from the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism at the University of Oxford. I'm Federica Cherubini, Head of Leadership Development at the Institute. This is a special series of our podcast, and it's dedicated to the Digital News Report 2022. Over seven episodes, we are diving into the most comprehensive piece of research on news consumption around the world. In these episodes of the series, we're joined by Director of Research Richard Fletcher, who has authored a chapter on the report on polarization in news. We look at whether news audiences really are as polarized as some might think, and whether there has been any change since 2016, and how people perceive polarization in their country's news environment. Richard, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So your chapter in the report um, set out to determine the level of polarization among news audiences in four countries. First, though, can you explain the term polarization? What does it mean, especially in regards to news audiences and, and how you can measure it? Well, normally uh, when people use the term polarization, they're, they're usually referring to the kind of extent of the differences in attitudes or beliefs between different people or, or, or different groups, uh, or, or sometimes how people feel about uh, those in different groups. Uh, but here we're interested in something slightly different. So we're interested in news audience behavior. Uh, so the tendency for people to use certain news outlets and, and, and not to use others. Um, so in the UK, for example, we know that an outlet like the BBC has quite mixed audiences, uh, but also we know that people on the left are more likely to use outlets like uh, The Guardian, uh, and people on the right are more likely to use news outlets like uh, The Mail. Uh, so what we're interested in is measuring the extent to which people behave like this, uh, and then to compare it uh, across countries. And we do this by looking at the online and offline audiences uh, for the main news outlets uh, in each country, uh, and then seeing how different they are from the nat from the, the population as a whole. So if a country has lots of outlets with uh, strongly left-leaning audiences and strongly right-leaning audiences, then we can think of it as having a relatively high degree of news audience polarization. However, if outlets uh, have mainly mixed or centrist audiences, then the, the degree of news audience polarization uh, is relatively low. Um, you chose, as, as we mentioned, four countries, Norway, Germany, the UK, and the US. Um, can you tell us why you chose these countries specifically? I think the main reason was that we expected to be able to observe differences uh, between, between those countries. So they each represent uh, different types of media system, uh, which means, for example, they have different levels of funding for public service media, different levels of journalistic uh, professionalism. Uh, and also different levels of political parallelism. So that's the extent to which news outlets reflect the views of certain political parties or political groups, especially historically. Uh, and we know that also, you know, just more broadly that uh, countries like the UK and the US are usually thought of as more politically polarized uh, than uh, uh, Norway and Germany. Um, the Digital News Report team first started measuring polarization in um, 2016. Um, since then, there has been a series of divisive um, ballots, including the election <clears throat> involving Donald Trump and Boris Johnson, 
as well as the UK Brexit referendum. Um, the media, of course, play a key role in covering these and perhaps influencing people's decision around how to vote. Um, gut instinct might say that polarization has increased since 2016. Is this true? Has there been a shift? Well, at least when it comes to, to news audience polarization, uh, and at least from our data, the answer is no. So news audience polarization doesn't seem to have changed much uh, since 2016. So in other words, the extent to which people gravitate towards certain news outlets based on their political beliefs doesn't seem to have changed in each of these four countries. But at the same time, of course, that doesn't mean that other types of polarization, such as the ones I mentioned earlier, uh, have stayed the same as well. So ideological polarization amongst the public may, it may have shifted. Uh, and elite political discourse may have also become more polarized than it was. And of course, that's particularly important because that might also mean that the political positions represented by major news outlets in their coverage may have sort of drifted further apart ideologically. But as I said, we're focused here on news audience behavior. And it, at least this, it seems, hasn't changed since 2016. So people are still navigating uh, the news environment uh, in the same way, even though that environment may have changed. Coming to the actual results of what you found in the survey, what differences do you find between countries? And you know, can you tell us which of the four shows the most polarization amongst news audiences? Well, the US has the, the highest level of news audience polarization. Uh, and this is because it has a lot of outlets, firstly with uh, left-leaning audiences, and also a handful of outlets with strongly right-leaning audiences, uh, and relatively few outlets uh, with mixed or centrist audiences. So there's lots of outlets with, with strongly skewed audiences. The, the, the UK has the second highest level of news audience polarization. And in some ways it's similar uh, to the US, but the main difference is that it has uh, some outlets such as the BBC and other large TV brands that attract uh, audiences from both sides of the political spectrum and also those who, who I self-identify as, as being in the centre. Uh, and this ultimately lowers the, the level of news audience polarisation that we see as a whole uh, across, across the UK. Uh, in Germany and Norway, there are fewer outlets with skewed audiences if compared to the US and the UK. Uh, most attract uh, mixed or centrist audiences, and those that attract slightly skewed audiences tend to be uh, niche politically focused outlets that have small audiences, so they have a, a relatively small effect on the overall picture. I think the other thing to, to point out is that even in a country like the US and to a certain extent uh, the UK, the kind of overall level of news audience polarisation that we see is, is, is is, is fairly low. And what I mean by that is that it's uh, quite far away from what we might think of as the theoretical maximum level of polarization. Um, so even though we do see differences across countries, none of them, I would say, are, are, are massively polarized uh, in terms of news audience behavior. Can you tell us a bit more about um, what of a, you know, what about a news environment um, makes the polarization fairly low? What are the reasons for low polarization? Well, as I mentioned, having, having large outlets in particular that have mixed or centrist audiences uh, tends to help. Uh, and at least in parts of uh, Western and Northern Europe, public service media uh, tends to uh, provide this. Um, but also in many cases, uh, large commercial 
TV outlets and also large newspaper brands can can as well. Of course, you know the audiences is is, is often a response to the to the content, and this this matters a lot. So if outlets produce coverage that is less tied to a particular political position, then we might expect it to attract uh, a more mixed audience uh, for that reason. It's also worth pointing out that in a country like Germany, the proportion who self-identified with the political right or the political left in the first place is, is, is a bit lower uh, than in a country uh, like the UK, for example. And ultimately, this can have an effect on the kind of the level of news audience polarization that's possible. But I want to reiterate that it's really primarily influenced by behavior and not this and not this this fact. You mentioned uh, that, you know, since 2016, there has been not a massive in like change in terms of like level of polarization of news audiences. And this is despite significant changes in online news use overall and on the online news environment, thinking like smartphone usage, the right of social media and aggregators as gateways to news paywalls and digital first news brand, we've seen a lot of change. Yet this measure of polarization of news audiences have doesn't seem to have changed that much. What do you think is down to? Well, I don't I think that changes in, in news audience polarization uh, are possible, uh, but it's primarily influenced by the, the outlets that people choose to use. And despite some of the, the changes that you've described, um, people tend to use uh, the same big newspaper and TV outlets that they always have, even if we look uh, at online news use. Uh, other data from the Digital News Report shows that in most cases, the lists of the most widely used brands tends to stay pretty similar year on year uh, because people, again, are, are going back to the, 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 the same news sources that they, that they always have. And I suspect that when it comes to polarization, uh, any changes that will that will we see will be in in the, in in the long term. So thinking in perhaps in terms of decades rather than uh, years. Uh, but the fact that we can see quite considerable differences between between countries shows that if there are changes and there are differences, the method we use should be able to detect them. It's just that we haven't seen them uh, since twenty sixteen. Turning to changes amongst individual news outlets, um, has there been any significant change amongst the audiences of particular news outlets that you've um, analysed in, 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 in the report? And is there any explanation for these? We do see some changes at the level of individual outlets. So in some cases, uh, outlets perhaps have a more mixed or centrist audience than they, than they had in 2016. Others uh, have... have become more skewed towards the left or the, or, or the right. And I think it's difficult to know from our data what's actually behind this, but there are some possible explanations. So uh, if an outlet, for example, has a more centrist audience, that's perhaps because they're attracting more people via social media where people can be incidentally exposed to news and it's less down to their political preferences, what, what news uh, they uh, encounter. In other cases, you know, the introduction of a paywall will, might make a difference. Um, and in others, it may simply because the, the outlet has changed its editorial line and therefore is appealing to different groups of people that perhaps it wasn't before. But as I said it's difficult to know this from our, from our data alone, but we do see some changes for the audiences for individual outlets. 
outside from the this focus on the chapter of the four uh, specific countries that you look at, you also asked um, in the general survey um, to all 46 markets um, about perception of news media polarization in their respective countries. Can you tell us exactly what did you ask them? Well, we asked them how uh, politically close together or, or far apart they think uh, the major news outlets are in their country. Of course, uh, if people say that they think outlets are politically far apart, this would this would indicate that people are perceiving a high degree of polarization. If people say they're close together, they, it's perhaps they're perceiving a lower degree of polarization. Um, as always, we, we do see a lot of differences uh, across countries and across regions when we ask this, but on the whole, at least uh, with the data we have, it seems to map on reasonably well uh, to uh, what we see in terms of uh, patterns of news audience uh, behavior. Um, but again, this is it's important to reiterate this is a this is people's perception, um, and and there are also sort of important differences between what people perceive and what what is actually happening, and, and and we can identify that in some cases with this data. Did you see any like what are the main takeaways from country to country, the variation from country to country? Uh, as said, I think it it mainly maps onto what we know from uh, news audience polarization. So countries which tend to have a lower level of news audience polarization tend to also have lower levels of perceived uh, polarization and, and vice versa. I think sometimes there is a sort of like a narrative, um, maybe not really data informed, it seems maybe from, from your report, you often hear people saying society is more um, divided than ever. Um, and um, your chapter seems to be saying that news audiences are not as more divided ever. Um, what is, why is this narrative at odd? What can you tell us more about this? Well, I think it is something that you hear people say, and I think it's often because people are very much caught up in the present. Uh, and it may feel like society is more divided than ever, but at the same time, we can often think back over several decades and remember bitter political disputes from from the from the past uh and and then and then perhaps you know we, that helps us put in put into context what we're going through today that being said of course i mean there are some or there may be some aspects of polarization that are becoming stronger over time uh, in particular countries so elite again elite discourse may be becoming more polarized people's attitudes may be becoming more polarized uh, as well but what i think our research can do and you know looking specifically at news audience polarization is I think is to help us understand the role uh, of the media in, 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 in any changes that we see and I think as I mentioned earlier the because we can see that overall even in a country like the US the the level of news audience polarization is is relatively low that helps us think about the you know the, the potential of the media in, in, in shaping some of these changes and it helps us to perhaps look past some of the more simplistic accounts of change that involve the media, which are often predicated on the idea that everyone is, is making highly political uh, news media choices and people are ending up in a highly siloed information environment. And that's, that's just not what we see in our data. Richard, thank you so much for um, helping us understand a bit better this very complicated issue and joining the podcast today. Thank you. Our guest today was Richard Fletcher, Director of Research at the Institute and one of the authors of the Digital News Report. 
Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Digital News Report 2022 podcast series. You can catch up on other episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you want to read the report in full, you can find it online at digitalnewsreport.org slash 2022. And if you don't want to miss any news from the Institute, you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter by clicking the link on our Twitter bio or on our homepage. This was Future of Journalism, a podcast by the Reuters Institute. I'm Tedeka Corbini and we'll be back soon.